so hype right now. Anything's possible. Oh my mama. Oh my mama, Anything's possible. Rainy J's back with the vengeance back. All the real Celtics fans in attendance. This is the truth like 34. It's like walking in the garden when you hear the roars. The crowd goes crazy. Most in-depth coverage on the daily. Mainly podcast royalty, the content kings. When you talking about the franchise with 17 rings. Focus like Danny at the deadline. Global with it, got a local feel like the red line, the blue line, the green line. Play it in between time. I'ma throw my C's jersey on in the meantime and press play. When the F's done, I can't wait until the next day. Trying to stay in tune with the C's, that's the best way. Melly. That is the best intro in podcasting. Thank you, Millies, for that. And welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics podcast. I'm your host, John Corrales. I cover the Boston Celtics for Boston Sports Journal. And I've written the book, The Boston Celtics All-Time All-Stars, which you see right there if you're watching on YouTube. Now available wherever books are sold. And if you follow me on Twitter at RedsArmy underscore John, you will uh, see a pinned tweet from me about a book signing on April 29th. Uh, welcome to the show. Thank you for making it part of your daily routine. If you're a podcast listener, uh, you can get this downloaded to your device Monday through Friday. If you're a YouTube viewer, just launch the YouTube page. Come back, subscribe. This is dropping the same uh, as the podcast. Monday through Friday, you're going to get a fresh show today. Coming to you after... The Boston Celtics, 99-86 win over the Phoenix Suns. Big win for the Boston Celtics. Going to talk about the good in the first segment, the bad in the second segment. In the third, I'm going to set a little time aside for Jabari Parker because, yeah, I'm going to eat a little crow. Just a, a little, not much, not much, but a little crow about Jabari Parker. He's more useful than I thought he was going to be. Hand up, my bad. Today's show is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use that promo code LOCKED15. You're going to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. They're the best tasting protein bars on the market. I suggest you get yourself a box. So the Boston Celtics beat the Phoenix Suns 99-86, a game that was full of runs. Uh, At one point, it was a 10-0 Celtics run, a 10-0 Suns run, then a 14-0 Celtics run then a 14-2 Suns run, and then a 16-4 Celtics run. So they took turns, took a lot of turns, kind of like uh, one of those Rocky fight clips where one guy just starts wailing on the other one, and then Rocky hits him back like 10 times. But the Celtics ended up building a lead, got up to about 21. Once they got that lead, it never – it was in jeopardy. It was threatened, but it was never really – They never really got too far, uh, like nine points. It got down to nine points. So kind of danger zone-ish, but the guys were good enough. They they hit some big shots. Peyton Pritchard hit some big shots. Uh, The the Phoenix Suns missed a lot of shots. They were on a back-to-back, and that that was a a factor in here that seemed to play into how the Celtics were able to to win this game because the Suns just – they were missing. They had some open shots. They had some really open looks, and they were missing uh, really easy opportunities to to make it more dangerous for the Celtics. So the Boston Celtics now are tied in the loss column with the Hawks and the Knicks. All three teams have 21 losses. 
The Knicks have played one more game. They have they won that game, and so they are a half game up. Things are starting to shake out a little bit. I talked on yesterday's show about how this is all gonna how this is all gonna go and how, how I thought the Celtics are gonna end up in the fourth seed. The good news for the Atlanta Hawks is that it seems like the the sprained ankle for Trey Young is not very serious. So he's going to come back and be allowed to play as soon as that swelling goes down. So that could be a few games. We'll, we'll see. But it's not going to be an extended kind of two, three-week type of thing. So good news for them. Uh, obviously, we don't, we don't root for injuries. So uh, we'll see how the, the Hawks uh, – the, the schedule is going to take care of the Hawks. Plenty. So let's get into the good when it comes to this game. And it starts with Kemba Walker with 32 points on 11 of 17 shooting. Kemba was, if you're a regular listener of the podcast, you know I say it all the time. Kemba eats first. The Celtics get Kemba going first, then generally good things follow. If he struggles out of the gate, then that just continues it's so important for Kemba Walker to just keep being aggressive early on Jason Tatum can start slow and recover he didn't recover in this game I'll talk about him in the second segment but he can generally start slow Jalen Brown can generally start slow and pick it up let Kemba get going early then he gets that feel I'd rather have Kemba get going early and lose shots later than Jalen Brown, which has happened recently. Jalen Brown gets going early, then he loses shots. He needs to stay in that rhythm. Kemba just needs to keep feeling that a little bit. He can carry it on through the, through the game. But if he has a 12-point first quarter, then generally good things are going to happen. And in this first quarter, what did he have? 11. 11 points in the first quarter. And again, he just carried it through. This is going to be a, a very important development for the Celtics. If this Kemba Walker is real, if this level of play from Kemba can be carried on, and, and I'm, I'm extending this out to beyond just this game, beyond go back a few games where the Celtics had Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, and when Kemba was able to play a more complementary role, stay in the corners a little bit more, work out of the corners a little bit more, let Tatum be a primary ball handler. Let, let Jalen Brown handle the ball more. If he can do that, and then when one of those guys is down, or if it's a playoff series and one of those guys or both of those guys are getting a ton of attention and Kemba can step up, then that, that creates that pick-your-poison type scenario that, that was evident last year before the knee issues started popping up for Kemba. So if Kemba can be this on a more regular basis and spend time being the complementary player and then step up into a primary role when needed, that, that changes the entire dynamic of the playoffs for the Celtics. Because who do you guard? Now, we'll see. We'll see. I don't want to go too crazy because this is just... Uh, we're just getting started with Kemba. But look, he's bouncy. He's moving well. He's, he's making moves. He said to us in the media, 
that there have been moves that he was afraid to make because they hurt in the past and he's got to get it through his head that they don't hurt anymore. And he's starting to do that. He had a key play uh, with about five minutes left to go in the game where he, uh, I think it was against Torrey Craig, and he, he swung his arms like, you know, that, that, that rip-through move, like you're trying to draw uh, a foul. And, and I, think, I think it was Craig. He just pulled his hand back just enough. I think he did get hit, but pulled his hand back just enough. Kemba rips through and still hits the shot anyway. Then he comes down the other end and draws a charge against Devin Booker, fouling him out. Three charges against Devin Booker, Kemba drew. Three. And Booker fouled out with only 15 points. So the three gave him gave the Celtics a 14-point lead with just under five minutes to go. That defensive play was huge. Kemba's defense was good. Kemba's defense has been better lately. So that's, that's a big development for the Celtics. Let's move on. Just a couple other guys here for the, uh, the good segment here. Marcus Smart, speaking of Devin Booker and defense on Devin Booker, Marcus Smart was great defensively. He didn't shoot well in this. Uh, what did he shoot in this game here? Four of 11, one of five from three. He had 11 points, seven rebounds, five assists, a steal. Uh, kind of almost like an old-school Marcus Smart game. Didn't shoot well, made a big impact, was a plus 21. <laughs> a game-high plus 21 when he shot four of 11 from the field. So that's, uh, that's Marcus Smart for you. Great defense. Feels like that we, we needed to be patient with Kemba. I think we need to be patient with Marcus Smart because Marcus with the calf injury, working his way back, we're starting to see Marcus be Marcus again. So he, he was definitely good in this. Tristan Thompson, shout out to Tristan Thompson, who's been good since the All-Star break. More continuity with him. I've said this before on the podcast. No more double big lineup, which they tried. They tried to use it out of necessity. Now he's the only big on the floor. That helps. More spacing behind him, more opportunities to cuts, more opportunities to, to run those dribble handoffs and him to set picks and to roll. He's posting up. He's, he's playing strong in the paint. He had a great offensive rebound that he ripped from DeAndre Ayton that, that he fed to Kemba for a, a jumper. So Tristan Thompson's been playing very well lately. I mentioned Peyton Pritchard. He had two big three-pointers in the fourth quarter, including that, uh, that three in the left corner where Marcus Smart got the ball from Kemba, hit the paint really hard, flung the pass over to the left corner. Peyton Pritchard nails that shot. The Suns had cut that down to, to 10. This is one of those danger zone, got it down to 10. All of a sudden, you're just kind of like, oh, what's happening here? Pritchard hits that three, boom, back up to 13. So Jabari Parker also good, but he's in the third segment, so I'm going to save that. Uh, for later. Going to come back with the bad, including Jason Tatum, Romeo Lankford, Aaron Neesmith. Jason Tatum's game is an interesting game. Um, I'm mildly concerned. We're going to come back with that. A reminder, check out Crack Hot Sauce, C-R-A-I-C, Crack Hot Sauce. It's a craft hot sauce made out of Lowell, locally in Massachusetts, by a Celtics season ticket holder, using local ingredients. Use the code Celtics. You're going to get 10% off a four-bottle pack which is definitely worth it. I've tried it. I love it. It's crack, C-R-A-I-C. 
sauce.com. Back with the bad from the win over the Phoenix Suns next. Have you subscribed to the Locked On Celtics podcast yet? You can wherever podcasts exist, and you can follow us on Spotify. This year, the Locked On Podcast Network is partnering with the Draft Network to cover the NFL Draft live, get insight and analysis from Locked On local experts and the Draft Network's national experts. Subscribe to the Locked On NFL YouTube page and watch three-day live coverage of the NFL draft from April 29th to May 1st. Okay, Celtics beating the Phoenix Suns by 13. We went over the good, now the bad. And I'll start with Jason Tatum, who wasn't all bad. Like this is he had a bad performance. He had a three of 17 shooting night, his second straight night. We didn't shoot great. He was one of eight from three. He did go to the line eight times. That's great. Uh, 11 rebounds, six assists. So that stuff was good, too. He had a steal. He did have five turnovers. Offensively, for his own scoring, did not play well. And why didn't he play well? Well, starting to see a trend here where when there is a rim protector, a shot blocker, DeAndre Ayton, that didn't work for Tatum. He, in his stretch, I wrote on bostonsportsjournal.com, the superstar stretch that Tatum had, uh, the, like 13 games or so before the, these past two, he got to the line or, or, or got to the rim an extraordinary amount of times. That the shot charts were a ton of green circles all in that uh, restricted area. And now the shot chart for this game had no shot attempts in the restricted area and a lot more shots sprayed out in the mid-range. So what it's telling me, screaming at me, is when Jason Tatum faces a shot blocker, he just does not want any piece of the shot blocker, which is going to be a problem when the Celtics face Joel Embiid if they face Joel Embiid in a playoff series because what's the the formula for Jason Tatum and his success is getting to the rim getting to the line now i will be fair some of the shot attempts that did actually did actually come at the rim were not actual shot attempts cuz he got fouled and the shot didn't go in so those don't count as shot attempts. So I will be fair that when we look back on that shot chart, historically, it's going to look a little worse than it, it was. But he still needs to attack the shot blockers. The Celtics need to get him going towards the rim. And if a shot blocker is there, then go through him. Go through them. Embrace the contact. Learn to love the contact. If you're going to be a superstar, then you got to go up there and be willing to get your shot blocked. And just like any shot blocker is going to be willing to get dunked on, you have to be willing to get dunked on if you're going to protect the rim. It's going to happen. 
And if you go to the rim and you get blocked, so what? Who cares? I don't care. So he's got to learn to play through that contact and, and, and really challenge the, the shot blockers. It's fine. He's young. He's got time to develop into that. It's the next step, but he's got to, he's got to get there. Also in the bad, I put Romeo in here. Romeo was fine. Uh, I, think, I think he's he, – first of all, he fouled too much. His defense was okay. His offense was non-existent. He started in this game, played almost 32 minutes because uh, he started in place of Jalen Brown. And, you know, one of four, 0 of two from three, nothing offensively, like a nothing offensively. Uh, was a plus seven, so he, he was on the floor for positive things. But, like I said, foul too much. He had three fouls quickly. And I, I, I think he's playing a little too fast, which is fine. It, it's going gonna, it's gonna to turn around for him at some point. Uh, the instincts are good. He's just slightly out of position. You know, he, he works really hard. I like where he's going. Just he's, he's still making those, those mistakes. So I don't even want to say bad. He was, he was okay. Aaron Neesmith was more bad than okay. Even though he hit a couple of those shots, he was two of three in nine minutes. But before he hit those shots, I tweeted out, uh, this is why he doesn't play. If you ever wondered why Aaron Neesmith doesn't play, this is why. So he, out of position, again, game too fast for him kind of all over the place. There was a play where you could see Marcus Smart like telling Neesmith, like, go, go that way, go that way, still being kind of coached on the floor. And so I think it's a rough spot for Neesmith. He he hasn't had any any time to to gel with this team. They only had their their first or second practice since the All-Star break. This week on Wednesday, it's not a, it's not unexpected for Neesmith to be struggling. Any rookie that's that's not struggling, then congratulations, uh, good for you. Uh, I think rookies, and especially Neesmith, who, who needs to be precise, is is just that's not going to work. So that's fine. I still have faith in Neesmith. I still believe in his work ethic. I still believe in all of that, but right now it's it's not gonna it's it's not gonna work. Uh, Celtics had a problem uh, with giving up offensive rebounds. There was a stretch there where they were just really bad. I mean, just really bad, uh, and and giving up too many opportunities. Luckily, the Phoenix Suns didn't cash in on those opportunities, but th- the Celtics need to be more conscious of just. Getting, getting off the, um, get, getting those guys off the boards, and you can't be giving up second chances. They they got lucky in this game, and they also got lucky with the turnovers. Again, twenty turnovers. Again, twenty four points off those turnovers. 
Celtics still managed to win these games with the 20 turnovers, but that's not gonna that's not gonna last. That's not sustainable. And it's because the turnovers that they get are are generally live ball turnovers. As I've said multiple times in this podcast, I don't mind if you're running a break and you're trying to you're trying to push the tempo, and sometimes a ball goes off somebody's hand and goes out of bounds. Those turnovers are gonna happen. That's fine. Even like the occasional traveling or Offensive foul, those are those go down as turnovers, and, and that's not the worst case scenario. You still don't want to blow possessions, but you don't want to, I mean, you don't want to be giving up these passes, these these you know, pickoff passes that lead to breaks on the other end. That's where the Celtics get killed, where they they give up these opportunities for the other team to get out to transition. And that's what the Phoenix Suns wanted to do, and, and that that really cost them. When the Celtics had their lulls, they were missing shots, turning the ball over. Phoenix was getting out into transition. They were getting to the line. Uh, and again, I, I will say that there is some element of luck baked into this win. Fine. You need that sometimes. You play who's in front of you, and the Celtics have been on the other end of that luck for quite a while. Uh, up next, Jabari Parker. I'm going to end on a nice note here. Jabari Parker... Time to eat some crow. It's also time to eat a built bar. If you haven't had a built bar and you're new to this, you know, uh, people who listen regularly know built bar is the best tasting protein bar on the market. Uh, they've come in a ton of flavors. If you go to builtbar.com, you'll see new flavors kind of launched all the time. And on top of their amazing flavors that include nuts and no nuts, you got a nut allergy. No problem. I like the peanut butter built bars. All of them are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. You're on a keto diet, not a problem. You can have a built bar. Looking to drop a couple pounds, you can still have a built bar, no problem. You want to have one for breakfast, you want to have one as a meal replacement or as a snack, any way you want to have them, they're great. My favorite, the peanut butter, 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar. Five net cards. How do you beat them? Go to BuiltBar.com. Check them out for yourself. You'll see the nutrition facts right on the site. Go and use that promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your next order. Not just your first order. Not just one order. Go. If you don't want to buy a, a bunch of different flavors, they have an assorted box. Buy one of those boxes. That's it. Just buy one of those boxes. And you'll be able to... So try them and use that promo code again, LOCKED15. Once you figure out which, your, which flavors are your favorites, you can go ahead and use it as often as you'd like. LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Be sure to follow our social channels at LOCeltics on Twitter and at LockedOnCeltics on Instagram. The Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Locked On and Odyssey is happening now, featuring analysis from NFL experts like Michael Urban, Jason LeCampera, and Brian Baldinger, our local experts for every team making trades and picking the next stars of their team. Search the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Odyssey is your audio home for all the sports, podcasts, music, 
and news that matter to you. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. All right, Jabari Parker was signed a week ago, Friday. I was chilling. I was at home, just relaxing, had a beverage. I was getting ready for Friday night NBA basketball, had my Twitter open. I was ready to get my jokes off. And then (laughs) Shams tweets out, the Celtics are signing Jabari Parker. And I'm like, what? Well, this doesn't make any sense. And so I leaned into the jokes. I leaned into the, I don't understand why they're doing this. And I admit, I laid it on a little bit thick. I admit that. Now, you can see where he had some value. You say, all right, you know, let's give him a shot. Like, what does it hurt? He's at the end of the bench. What, what, what's going to happen? And I thought, he's never going to play. But Celtics hurt. Celtics need bodies. They need guys who can actually put the ball in the basket. And so Jabari Parker got minutes. Played three games so far. 15 minutes a game in each one. Damn it, he's doing all right. He's doing all right. Uh, He's not great. He's not, you know, he's still Jabari Parker in a lot of ways. But he's, he's doing the simple things. And this is where the Jabari Parker conversation, uh, where, where I, I, I give my, my hands up, my bad, uh, eat a little bit of crow, however you want to put it. Because unlike past stops where they want him to be uh, recapture why he was the, the second overall pick, the Celtics are approaching it like Evan Turner, which Danny Ainge said on the radio. It's, we, want, we want to make him uh, like, into a player like we, we made Evan Turner into a player. And Evan Turner turned around and got a huge contract from the Portland Trailblazers out of it. So don't turn, like, don't make it Jabari Parker. Like, we, we know the name Jabari Parker. Give him another name and just basically forget the past and see what the Celtics can mold him into. And you don't have that, like, oh, it's Jabari Parker kind of feeling. He's doing the simple things. For the Celtics. Backdoor cuts. Which the Celtics have not done this season. They have not had any real cutters on this team. Partly, it's been the double big lineups that, that cut out a lot of the opportunities for, for lanes to cut. But still, you're not bringing in cutters off the bench. You're not bringing in guys who can roll hard on the pick and roll. And Parker can kind of do that. He can, he understands where he should be. Maybe he's a little slow getting there. Maybe some of the routes that he takes from where he's, you know, point A to point B are a little, you know, uh, circuitous maybe, but he's doing the little things. And for 15 minutes, he's cutting getting a pass, and finishing. In this game, he had four assists, which they weren't anything special, but that's the whole thing with Jabari. He doesn't have to be anything special. And 
has spent his whole career trying to live up to, hey, you're the second overall pick. you got to be something special. The Celtics don't need him to be that. Now, he's not going to get the minutes when he's whole, when, when, the, when the team is whole. That's not going to happen. But he is going to get the minutes when guys go down, and maybe he gets some of Grant Williams' minutes. Maybe he gets some of Shemi Ojale's minutes. Maybe going with a guy who's bigger that can switch. He had a possession against uh, the Suns where he started out against Saric, or he switched onto Dario Saric. Then he iced the pick and roll, and then he recovered and got to uh, Torrey Craig, and then he switched onto Chris Paul, and then Chris Paul was kind of pinned against the sidelines, and Jabari used his length to kind of keep Chris Paul there, didn't give him room to operate. And then Chris Paul gave it up, and Jabari went and got the rebound. It was a really good defensive effort. Again, if you watch what he did and watch a great defender do what he did, it's much more precise. It's, you know, just not as crisp, but the effort was there. He did a good job, and that's all the Celtics need. Go out there and just, when you're, when you're running the defense, make the switches, and he did. Figure out who you've got to pick up, who you've got to scramble to, and he did. He's still going to get beat off the dribble. He's going to make mistakes, but you accept that for the little time that he's out there if he's doing these other things. So a little bit of a mea culpa here for Jabari Parker, and, and I wasn't willing to at first, and understanding what he's going to be for this team. Maybe a guy who gets a string of DNPs when they're fully healthy, but a guy who situationally can come in and make the right read, make the right play, and give some effort in the little time that he's out there and work with better players, especially like Marcus Smart. They, they've already developed a little bit of a chemistry. That's actually working pretty well uh, already. So go out there and just do the simple things. If he can do the simple things, then who knows? Maybe he'll have a game or two in the playoffs where it's like, whoa, where did Jabari Parker come from? Don't expect much, but keep it simple. Before I go, it's a sad note, but I have to mention it. The, the, the death of Terrence Clark, who is a um, Boston-born basketball player, phenomenal basketball player who went to Kentucky, got hurt at Kentucky, and was, uh, still came out and was, was projected to go in the second round of the NBA draft. He was in Los Angeles, and he was killed in a car accident. Now, I, I really don't know a lot about Terrence Clark. I've never met him, but I've seen him at the Garden, and I've seen him interact with Jalen Brown and other guys. Kemba Walker said that he, had a, he knew him very well. And if, if you saw... Brad Stevens after the game, Brad Stevens got the news as he was walking to meet the media 
he was very shaken. Like when he sat down and started answering the first question, I was like, why is he having so much trouble when he started to answer the question? Like, um, and then he said, I, I just got this news and I, I can't, I can't believe I can't function here. Uh, basically. So I just want to send my thoughts out to the Clark family. I know that he's a huge part of the Boston basketball scene um, and wanted to be a member of the Boston Celtics. So Chad Finn of the Boston Globe and Boston.com proposed something. I, I think it's a great idea. Um, I think the, the NBA should create a ceremonial 31st pick, end of the first round, for the Boston Celtics to select Terrence Clark and for his family to hear Commissioner Adam Silver come up to the mic and say, the Boston Celtics select Terrence Clark. It's a very easy gesture to do. It, it's you know, not an official draft pick. He was going to be in this draft. And you know who knows what kind of player he would have become. But it's, it's tragic. And uh, I think this little, this little gesture is necessary and the league the league should do it the league should do something special it's the least they can do so thoughts are with terrence clark's family um just just horrible news at this time sorry to end on a down note but had to mention that that's the Friday episode. This is a Monday through Friday show. This is Friday, so this week's shows are over. Started this YouTube thing, and it's going to be a regular part of the podcast here. You can listen to the podcast, get it to your device by subscribing on Apple or Spotify or Google or wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to this show. Take it with you wherever you're going, in the car, at work on a run, whatever. If you want to watch the show, then, hey, thanks. Check it out on YouTube. Subscribe to the YouTube channel and get the same show with me, my face, on camera. <laughs> uh, hopefully, as I get the hang of this, I get to add more uh, graphic elements and stuff. Slow progress here, but hopefully you enjoy the show and... Follow me on Twitter, RedsArmy underscore John, and uh, let me know what you think. So thanks for listening. And, of course, hey, my, the one thing I ask everybody to do, rate the show, give it a five-star rating and a good written review. That always helps. And share the podcast. Tell your friends that they should be listening to the Lockdown Celtics podcast here on the Lockdown Podcast Network.